Thank you for joining us for the Friday edition of Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain and his wife, Elizabeth. Today, Robert and Elizabeth will continue tackling life issues from a married perspective. His love is the main thing. His love is the main thing. such an enemy to finishing our race well. It constantly dangles some ideal in front of us that sucks away our appreciation from the reality of our present. Now again the question, what is that for you? What is it that has you discontent? What is it that has you distracted? What do you think your life should be but isn't? Pastor Robert and his wife Elizabeth ask us today, what in our lives is distracting us from our God-given mission? People, jobs, popularity, and more can become more important in our lives than what God is asking of us. The distractions of the world, though enticing, will never give the abundant life that God will. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert and his wife Elizabeth. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert and Elizabeth with part two of today's message entitled, Running Victoriously. His love is the main thing. Three times I was beaten with rods, once I was stoned, three times I was shipwrecked, a night and a day I've been in the deep, in journeys often, in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils of my own countrymen, in perils of the Gentiles, in perils of the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and toil, in sleeplessness often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness, besides the other things, what comes upon me daily, what Robert and I, I think, identify the most with is my deep concern for all the churches. Who is weak and I'm not weak? who is made to stumble and I do not burn with indignation. And we brought that in there just to show that I think Paul has earned the right to speak to us about how to finish triumphantly. Sometimes when people come up with, well, you should just do X, Y, and Z and your life would be easier, but they have never lived it. It's hard to swallow. It's hard to to even take that from someone you know who's never been tested, but he has. And he, he wasn't any less human than we are. He wasn't any less insecure. He wasn't less any of whatever we feel rise up against that sense of running triumphantly. He had it all going against him the same we do. So that's what we're looking at. And in 2 Timothy chapter 4, we found seven things that the Apostle Paul accepted, seven things that he embraced, if you will, accepted in order to finish his race in confidence. And that acceptance is in direct opposition to discontentment. God's grace is for our reality, not for our dream world. The um, psychologists say that when there's a big gap between what we hold in our mind as the ideal 
and that which is our reality, uh, that gap breeds like a mental imbalance. There's a dissonance there. And, or another way to look at it is, you know, what we hold to be true and, and good, and, and every, if that doesn't line up with what we're living, then it creates problems for us uh, mentally and emotionally. And we can't underestimate the influence of our entitlement culture today. We can't afford to underestimate what it's doing to us. From the day we're born, we're constantly being told that we deserve this and we deserve that and you deserve better and you deserve more. We deserve to be healthy and wealthy and, you know, romantically satisfied and, you know, to to have all your dreams come true kind of a thing. on, On the one hand, we're constantly inundated by advertisement that tells us, you know, we're worth it, whatever it is, you know, you, you deserve it. And, and um, th- that your worth depends on whatever it is they're trying to sell you, you know, the, the, the latest clothing or automobile or ticket to Paris or whatever the, whatever the deal is. And, and then social media, you know, telling us that our friends already have it, right? You, you go on social media and you see your friend going to Paris or you see this one with a new car, you see that one with, you, you know, that it's like, wow, look at that. And discontentment is such an enemy to finishing our race well. It constantly dangles some ideal in front of us that sucks away our appreciation from the reality of our present. Now, again, the question, what is that for you? What is it that has you discontent? What is it that has you distracted? What do you think your life should be but isn't? The dictionary says acceptance is the act of taking or receiving something offered, favorable reception, approval, favor, the act of assenting or believing, acceptance of a theory, or the fact or state of being accepted or acceptable. And basically what we're looking at there is number three, the act of assenting or believing, acceptance of a theory. If we, if we accept the idea that we deserve better than we currently have, then we're going to be perpetually sad, discontent. But if, on the other hand, we accept the reality for what it is and embrace that, this is life. You know, our, our, the cliche of our generation, it is what it is. It is what it is. If we accept it and then appropriate the grace of God to deal with it according to his will and, and in his way, be a lot better off. Second Timothy 4.1, I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Point number one, or acceptance number one, if you will, is accept an audience of one. An audience of one. I mean, to be completely transparent with you guys, this is one of the things that I struggle with the most probably because I'm your pastor, but I'm his pastor. You know what I mean by that? I'm his. I belong to him. I report to him. I give an account to him. One day I'm going to stand face to face and answer to him for you. So I'm his, sent to you on his 
behalf, but he's the one that I need to be focused on. He's the one that I need to be um, aware of as my audience of one. And, and, and really, that alone should be enough for us to live a victorious Christian life. I mean, you know, can you imagine truly in, in real life being aware of the price Jesus paid on the cross? You know, to really grasp not just the horror of actually being punished for our sin, but the majesty that he left behind. I don't think we're even capable of appreciating fully the sacrifice that he made before he ever got to the cross when he stepped out of heaven and put this on. The same one who died for you is one day going to meet you face to face and welcome you across the finish line. And he's the one who decides when that is. You know, I said it a minute ago. I've been ready for this to be over for a long time. You know, I was talking with the staff not long ago, you know, Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. We started out in South Beach and, and I never ever dreamed that we would own a building in Miami Beach. We've all, God has taken us as a church family beyond the vision that I had for the church. I, I just believed that we were supposed to be an outpost in this wicked place. You know, that's kind of the way I looked at it. Just, you know, a candle burning in the, you know, like in the doorway of hell kind of a thing. Because, you know, in South Beach, that's, that's the way I saw us for so long. And he's made us more than that. We're more than a candle, you know. Now we're more like a torch. You know what I mean? He's done more than that. So I'm like, okay, I don't know what to do now. I'm done. I'm cool. Just... I'm, Don't I'm, rush, baby. I'm, I'm ready. You know, you'll be all right. <laughs> but he's not taking me up on that. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, I mean, it's like, what do I do with that? Well, I need to accept the fact that he's in charge. He's the one who draws the finish line. I don't get to draw the finish line. He hasn't told me when it is. He's just told me not yet. So... What's it going to be like, you know, that day when all of a sudden I do see him face to face, when he's, you know, splits open the veil and all of a sudden every eye sees him. You know, even this description in the book of Revelation is, it only gives us a glimpse, you know, it's like his shadow. We can see his shadow. We don't see the majesty. We just see a, a shadow of it. Thanks for joining us for this special Friday edition of Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain and his wife, Elizabeth. Each Friday here on Main Thing Radio, Pastor Robert and Elizabeth will be tackling various issues that we face as Christians from a husband and wife perspective. Be sure to join us each Friday for these insightful messages from Pastor Robert and Elizabeth. For more information about Main Thing Radio, Pastor Robert, Elizabeth, and Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, log on to MainThingRadio.com. That's MainThingRadio.com. At our website, you'll find today's broadcast for you to listen to or download. We also encourage you to prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. With a gift of any amount, we will send you an MP3 CD of the current series Pastor Robert is teaching through here on Main Thing Radio. A secure option for you to give has been provided via PayPal. That's all available at MainThingRadio.com. We'd also like to encourage you to follow us on Twitter. 
A link to subscribe to our Twitter feed is available on MainThingRadio.com. Again, thanks so much for joining us today. Remember to join us on Monday as Pastor Robert will continue teaching verse by verse through the Word of God. That's next time on Main Thing Radio.